0: Father, or who has begotten the drops of dew? From whose womb did the ice come forth? And who has given birth to the snows of heaven? The waters become hard like stone, and the face of the deep is frozen. From the book of Job. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the al Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events. Rank opinion and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature, breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. And this is the almanac for January 13th to 20th, 2012, last quarter of the wolf moon. Natural and unnatural events, the story of a storm. Day dawned a uh, muffled gray with the chill breath coming off the water the dome of sky looked like weathered bone the inside of a skull as the damp leading edge of a winter storm began to flow in from the north atlantic creeping into the harbor and under your coat and hat we filled the wood boxes and collected the snow shovels idle since before christmas by late morning a bit Sooner than expected, powdery snow was dancing and swirling through the air and soon began frosting the cold, bare ground like confectioner's sugar, only not so sweet. Finches, crows, squirrels fed nervously on nuts and seeds in the yard, stocking up before the storm. Snow that's fine lasts a long time, goes the old Maine saying, so... Like the squirrels and finches, people hurried about their errands and jobs with hopes of getting home early before the snow got too serious. By noontime, the snowflakes were large and sticky, flying sideways, and everything was covered with a blanket of white. The wind was blowing a gale from the east and hooting and huffing in the chimney. The plow trucks rumbled along the state highway through town several times each hour but were unable to stay ahead of the storm and the roads were soon snow-covered. The ambulance came and went again and again. I trudged down to the busy hospital ER to visit a lovely 85-year-old lady who was thanking the Lord that she ended up in a soft ditch and not wrapped around an immovable tree. By mid-afternoon, the daylight was getting dusky and the snow was easing up a little, but... The gale blew on, swirling, curling clouds of white through the air and forming drifts in the lee of the house. A mourning dove sat stoically in the pear tree in its fluffy downcoat, nothing moving but its head, surveying the storm. And as the sun sank slowly into the snowy woods, everything, sky, snow, white houses and woods, glowed for a moment with the soft phosphorescence like the pearly gray of the dove's breast. And that's the story of the first snowstorm of the new year. Here's a rank opinion. The storm is at its most beautiful just before the snow stops falling, before the smooth, sculptured is broken by boot prints pocked with clumps dumped from branches, pushed by plow trucks, God love them, splattered by speeding cars, or even marked with the myriad heart-shaped monograms of deer tracks. It's a fleeting moment, as though the world is holding its breath and its perfection all at once, and it is soon gone. And finally, here are a couple of seed pods for you to carry around with you. The first one from Donald Cull Ross Petey, the American Naturalist, 1898-1964. Nothing in this world is really precious until we know that it will soon be gone. The lily, starry daffodil, the regal iris are the lovelier for their imminent vanishing. The snow crystal has but touched earth ere it begins to die. And from Henry David Thoreau, the sage of Concord, I frequently tramped eight or ten miles through the deepest snow to keep an appointment with a beech tree or a yellow birch or an old acquaintance among the pines. This quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself.